With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Don't want this old thing because we're not real sure what the new thing is going to be yet. And um, we're going to talk more about that tonight, the process of change and how our emotions act during change and all those different things. But the thing that we always have to realize, and it took me so long to learn this, but it was so helpful to me when I did, that, boy, when we're born again, hmm, we receive the nature of God in us, but it comes as a seed. All the fruit of the Spirit is in you, but it's in you as a seed. And seeds have to be what? Watered. <laughs> and they have to take root. And then after they take root, they will eventually begin to produce fruit. And so I'll just tell you ahead of time, if you're going to be impatient and want everything right this moment, and if you're not willing to make any investment of time or study or put any effort or energy into anything, you may go to heaven, but you will not have victory here in this life, and you won't really enjoy the journey, and chances are your life will not be much of a witness to anybody else. Because if there's anything that the world needs, I don't know so much that it's another sermon that they need. Sermons are great, and I'll continue to preach sermons, but what they really need is to see the witness of changed lives and people with peace and people that are joyful and people that walk in love and people who can actually have a testimony and say, this is what happened to me, but now over this period of years, God has worked in my life and I can say that I'm free. A woman asked the other night, she said, are you really free from all that? She said, I mean, like, are you really free? And I said, yes. Now, you know, that doesn't mean that I never have anything that I have to deal with from my past because there are certain things that I still do have to deal with. But freedom is not ever having to deal with anything. It's understanding what you're dealing with. Now listen to me. It's understanding what you're dealing with and being able to say that's fear, and I'm not going to bow down to it. It's not that I never feel fear, but I don't have to let it control me anymore like I did all the years that I was growing up. And so what I'm trying to teach you this weekend is that you can be completely changed. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and that sin nature was passed on to all the rest of us, seems like a bad deal, I know, but, you know, it kind of gets fixed whenever Jesus did everything right and that gets passed on to us. So uh, God did fix it, amen? And what he wants for us really is to totally return and be able to go back to his original plan for us, which was to be blessed and to walk in victory and to be a blessing and to enjoy God and to enjoy our lives and to have peace and joy and good relationship with him. So, today I'm calling this Taking Back What Belongs to You. And the first thing I'd like to say is we've been robbed. One of the first revelations that I received 
after I started really diligently studying the Word. And I always say this. I was a Christian a long time before I became a serious Christian. So there's a difference in being really committed to this. And I'm sure most of you are or you wouldn't have taken the time to come out here on a Friday morning. We're ministering also to tons and tons of people that are watching from all different parts of the world. And I just need to say that you need to make a full-on commitment in your walk with God and not have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. Don't be a Christian on Sunday morning and something else on Monday morning. Amen? So when I really got serious, and I got serious because I finally realized, look, I am just miserable. I'm miserable. I'm a Christian. I'm going to church. We're, we're tithing. We love God. But I am just miserable. And I think we need to realize that a, that a miserable Christian is an oxymoron. Surely we can understand that the two just don't mix. And I'll tell you what, there are a lot, a world full of miserable Christians. I mean, that's just the truth. It's one thing to be a miserable sinner, but who wants to be a miserable saint? I don't. I think there should be a change somewhere in there. So, you know, let me just tell you, if you've got a problem, don't just put up with it. Get around to saying to God, what is wrong? You'd be amazed what God will show you if you'll just ask him what is wrong and be open to the fact that it could be something in you. We really would prefer that God tell us it's somebody else. I love that it's the devil thing, don't you? I like that one. Well, it's the devil. But when God started giving me a lot of revelation, a lot of it was that it was me. It was things that I needed to learn and change. But one of the revelations I received was I'd been robbed, and boy, it made me mad at first. Because you know what the biggest thief was in my life? Religion. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about your religion or my religion. You know, we get that phrase all mixed up. You know, you, you say, well, what religion are you? Well, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Methodist, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Lutheran, I'm a, you know, Pentecostal, whatever it is. That's really not, that's not what the Bible's talking about when it uses the word religion. If Jesus had a beef with anybody in the New Testament, it was the religious people of his day. And he said, you load people up with rules and regulations, but you won't lift a finger to help them. You see, certain people is better than other people. or certain people you wouldn't even let into your church, let alone up close to the front. We pray for revival, but most of the people that need help might not smell good. They might not look like you. They might not cut their hair the way you cut your hair. And the truth of the matter is, not all churches, but many churches are not even remotely ready to handle people like that. They would tell them they needed to clean up, cut their hair, do this, do that, before they could come in and be a part of anything that was going on. Religion can tell us what to do, but it never gets around to telling us who we are in Christ. And that is the greatest tragedy of all. It's like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then we fall into the trap of thinking, well, if I read enough of the Bible, and if I pray enough, and if I do a few good works, and if I go to church on a regular basis, then I'm okay with God. But boy, when you miss one of those things, now you feel guilty because you think God's mad at you. 
So people just stay on that treadmill of trying to do enough to think they're making God happy. And yet somehow or another, they never feel like they're making him happy. Well, can I tell you something? God's already happy. Amen? And he already loves you. And I told the people last night, God will never love you one bit more than he does right now. No matter how many good works you do, you are loved completely, perfectly, unconditionally right now. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't need to change, but me changing has nothing to do with God loving me. God is love. It's not something he does in degrees. It's not like, well, you're not so good because I'm going to love you a little less. And you're a little better than that guy, so I love you a little more. But, oh, wow, boy, I really love this person because they, like, read the Bible through every year or something. I don't know, you know. And sadly, very sadly, that's where so many people live. And the scripture that we share a lot is John 10, 10. The thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came. Aren't you glad he came? I said, I could take those two words and just preach. But I came that you might have and enjoy your life. Wow. I never knew you could enjoy life. I felt guilty if I was having fun and enjoying myself. I felt like I needed to be working all the time. I came that you might have and enjoy your life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Well, the thief we always assume is the devil, which it is the devil, but if you really read all of John chapter 10, the thief that he's really talking about is the system of religion. Amen? Which is perpetrated by the devil. The last thing that God wants you to know I mean, that the devil wants you to know is how much God loves you. The last thing that he wants you to know is what you already have in you as a gift from God. And that really, the whole thing that's supposed to be happening now is the Holy Spirit comes to work with you in your life to help work what's in you out of you and to work this transformation and this restoration in our life. And here's the good thing about the Holy Spirit. He's the only one who knows just the right timing in your life and just the right way to do things, just the right person that can help you and minister to you. And I tell you the truth, he is the counselor. And if you go get counseling from anybody else, you better make sure they're getting counseling from him. Amen? In my life, for example, when I was so desperately needing to recover from all this abuse in my past, I thought when I walked away from my father's house that my problem was over, but I had it in my soul. It was in the way I thought. You know, some of your problems from the past are etched into the way you think. And you don't even realize that your thinking is not right. And the only way you'll ever know it's not is to compare the way you think with the Word of God. church years and years, and I didn't know that it was a problem for me to hate my father. I didn't know that. I thought he deserved it. Why would I not hate him after what he did to me? I didn't realize that if I forgave him, that I was helping myself. It really didn't have much to do with him. (laughs) It was helping me. My soul didn't have to continue to be poisoned by something that happened to me. A long time ago. 
So I wasn't really learning what I needed to learn. And I mean, there, thank God for the church. Amen? Thank God for all the wonderful churches. But I tell you the truth, and I don't want to make anybody mad, but, you know, if, if you're going somewhere where you're not learning anything, and you're not growing, and you're not changing, and you're not serving, and you go out of obligation, and you can't wait to get out of the place, and you're bored silly the whole time you're there, then you really should seriously consider putting your time into something that's going to bear really good fruit in your life. Amen? There's lots of wonderful churches. You just need to be in one where you're challenged and growing. I hope I do make you a little bit uncomfortable in some area today. I don't think our job is just to bring people in and do nothing but pat them on the head and feed them dessert. Amen? So I'm going to say some really cozy, comfortable, ooey-gooey, wonderful things like, God loves you as much right now as he ever will. Doesn't that feel good? That feels great. But I may say a few times in here, straighten up. But that doesn't mean that God's going to love you more when you do. It means you're responding to his love. Come on now. By saying, God, I love you so much. I appreciate so much what you've done for me. I want to do everything exactly the way you want it done. Please help me. And so this is how the Holy Spirit works. So I'm floating along in my little you know, thing there, and uh, God was just really starting to open my eyes and work in my life. And so, boy, I did something that we normally didn't do. I went to a meeting at another church Ooh, where they had a guest speaker, and she was somebody who had been sexually abused by her father. And Dave bought me her book. I didn't really know what was in it. I had no idea what the Holy Spirit had up his sleeve when Dave bought that book. The next morning, I opened it up, and boy, page one, she's saying exactly what happened to me, and here came all the pain. I took that book and threw it across the room and said, I'm not going to read this. And I mean, I clearly heard the Holy Spirit say, it's time. But see, he knew the right time. And he had me in the right place at the right time. I wouldn't have even had enough sense to have bought the book for myself, so he urged Dave to buy me the book, who probably didn't even really understand what he was doing. Let me tell you something. God uses us when we don't even have a clue what's going on. Amen? You know, I know that there's people that you're watching right now, and you think you accidentally turned the program on. I don't believe that there are accidents where God's things are concerned. I think he guides and directs us. So I knew nothing of being victorious over situations that came against me, moods that attacked me without warning. <laughs> I mean, if you know every storm is not in the forecast, you thought it was going to be a sunny day, and lo and behold, one of the worst storms you've ever had in your life. Hate those days. That's when it's hard to say, I believe that all things work out for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I knew nothing about living without guilt and condemnation. I had no peace. I had no joy. Didn't have any real intimate personal relationship with God. I thought prayer was a last-ditch emergency effort 
something you did when you were way over your head. I had no idea. I was way over my head every moment of my crazy life. I didn't know that I had been robbed. Let's look at Isaiah 42, 22. But this is a people robbed and plundered. Everybody say, I've been robbed. This is a people robbed and plundered. They are all of them snared in holes and hidden in houses of bondage. And they have become a prey with no one to deliver them, a spoil with no one to say, restore them. So I'm here today to say that God is in the business of restoration. Amen? And I have good news for you in case you've never heard it before. God can completely and totally restore you and bring you back to a position better than you ever would have been if you would have never messed your life up. Now, if that's hard for you to believe, let's go back to last night for a minute where the title of the message was Dare to Believe. Dare to believe that no matter how long you've had a problem, that with God all things are possible. Amen? The only thing that never changes is God. But he's in the business of changing everything else. Isaiah 61, 7 and 8 are a couple of scriptures that, man, these scriptures kept me. I used to turn to these things so often when I was going through hard times. What a great promise. Instead of your former shame, you shall have a twofold recompense. That word means reward. How many of you know what it's like to have shame in your life? See, I was—I had a shame-based nature because my dad had abused me. It wasn't even so much about what he did to me. I became ashamed of myself, thinking something was wrong with me. And boy, the devil loves to get that message rooted in your head. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? You ever? Does anybody else have a copy of that record? That may be the best-selling record of all times. What's wrong with me? The first thing that Jesus gives us is what's right with me. He that knew no sin became sin that we might be made as a gift of God by his grace, the righteousness You can pray for me because I'm getting ready to go to Paris, France and teach this message. And 80% of the people there have never seen or owned the Bible. And what they do have is dead, dry religion. So if you think you get quiet when I say you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ... Because the devil wants you to do nothing but think about what's wrong with you and concentrate and focus all the time on your faults. And the more you focus on your faults, it just gives them more and more strength over you. I'm not going to tell you to break bad habits. I'm going to tell you to form new habits. And when you work with the Holy Spirit and form new habits, then there's no place in your life for the bad habits. I'm not going to tell you... Don't you walk in the flesh? 
I'm going to say, walk in the Spirit. And you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You don't have to get up every day and try real hard not to be mean and not to be mad and not to be impatient. <laughs> What you do is say, God, I want to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit today. Help me follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Because if you follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit, then you won't walk in the flesh. And thankfully, when you do, when you make a mistake, you can receive forgiveness and just go right on. Because remember, God already loves you before you ever start trying to do better. your farmer shame, you'll have a twofold recompense. Instead of dishonor and reproach, your people shall rejoice in their portion. Here it comes. Therefore, in their land, not just when they die and go to heaven, in their land they shall possess double what they forfeited, and everlasting joy shall be theirs. Well, I think the enemy has stolen something from all of us. For some, it's your joy or your peace, or for others, it may be something else. But the good news is, is through the Word of God and through God's help, we can take back everything the enemy has taken from us. Today, we're offering you four CDs called How to Survive Change. You know, change is especially hard for some people. It's harder for some than others. But we all have to deal with change in our life. We always say one thing that is certain, and that's change. Relationships change. Our bodies change. Finances can change. Things are changing all the time. And we need to be able to deal with change and yet stay very stable and calm and go on and enjoy our lives. And so I really want to encourage you to take advantage of this offer. You know, there's nothing any better to invest your money in than God's Word. It is absolutely the most powerful thing that we have available to us. It really does make a huge difference in our lives. So if you'll stay with us, I'll be right back to share something else really important with you in just a moment. Life is full of change. If we can learn to trust God in times of change and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives during change, we can experience the joy of His transformation in our lives. Learn how a transformed mind comes before a transformed life with Joyce's four-CD series, How to Survive Change. The Holy Spirit comes to work with you in your life to help work what's in you out of you and to work this transformation, this restoration in our life. And here's the good thing about the Holy Spirit. He's the only one who knows just the right timing in your life and just the right way to do things. And I tell you the truth, He is the counselor. To order, call us toll free at 1-800-727-9673 or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. Well, you know, I am committed to bring you the Word of God on a regular basis because I know what a difference it makes in your life. And I need you to be committed in partnership to help us continue bringing you the programs we bring you and sharing the love of Christ and the Word of Christ all over the world. You know, we can feed the hungry, provide clean water, medical outreaches, disaster relief. And if you would decide to sign up today for auto debit, 
meaning that you're giving is automatically sent to us each month, we have a very special gift for you, promises for your everyday life. It's a devotional that I think will really encourage you. You know, if you are a partner with us, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it so much. Please continue. And if you're not a partner yet, call us and say, I'd like more information about it. I'm interested in it. I believe when you really understand how valuable your part is, that you're going to be very excited about doing it. So thank you for your prayerful consideration of partnership with Joyce Meyer Ministries. God bless you. Well, most people, if they're going to come to the Women's Conference, unless they live in this area, they're going to have to spend some time to do it. But I honestly believe when we sacrifice in that way for our relationship with God, to say, you know, it's worth it to me to grow in Christ, to spend this time to make these arrangements, I believe that that honors God, and any time we honor Him, He honors us. My thoughts used to ruin my day before it even started. A constant battle. Then I learned about the mind connection. My mind, mouth, moods, attitudes, it's all connected. My thoughts affect my outlook on life. The world around me. My health. Even my relationship with God. It's really practical. Now I have the tools to think differently. How to think when something throws me. And it's starting to change everything. The Mind Connection, new from Joyce Meyer. Pick up your copy of The Mind Connection today. Don't miss your chance to see Joyce live. Inspiring worship. Life-changing teaching. The Joyce Meyer Conference is coming to Tacoma, Washington, October 15th through 17th with worship by Phil Wickham and San Antonio, Texas, October 29th through 31st with worship by Israel Houghton and New Breed. All sessions are free. For more information and complete conference schedule, visit us at JoyceMeyer.org or call toll-free 1-866-C-JOYCE. Thank you, friends and partners. Together, we're sharing the love of Christ around the world. To find out more, please contact us or visit us online at JoyceMeyer.org. Join us in partnership as we share the love of Christ around the globe. The proceeding was paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. Imagine yourself in Orlando. Imagine yourself in a completely different world. Ancient cultures unveiled. Mysteries explained. And timeless truths revealed. The Holy Land Experience in Orlando, Florida. Imagine. TBN Salsa is the newest member of the Trinity Broadcasting family of networks. This exciting network, geared toward Latinos, features a variety of programming infused with spice and flavor. If you live in a city with a TBN station, you can get this over-the-air channel free by hooking up an antenna to your home. Just purchase an indoor or outdoor antenna from your local hardware store, connect it to your TV, and you're good to go. Hook up to TBN Salsa, over-the-air, sub-channel 5 today, and enjoy it free of charge. It will bless you. TBN is reaching the world through long-established operations in the Caribbean. The good news, dear friends, is the Federal Communications Commission has granted us a construction permit for UHF Channel 50, a medium 
our TV station. I can tell you this whole mountaintop is already saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Our first foreign station was in Nevis, St. Kitts. Now, through satellite and cable, we reach the Bahamas, the Dominican Republic, the Grand Cayman Islands, Haiti, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, St. Lucia, and the Virgin Islands. The folks are watching and being blessed. Oh, my goodness. Everybody is saying hello. Thank you for keeping in. Thank you for keeping this gospel coming into our beautiful island. The Caribbean. Just part of TBN's ministry around the world. There is an answer with Pastor Gus Gorgonzalez. God is faithful to his world. And a world for action equals the impossible. Tuesday on the Truth Channel. weighing you down, holding you back. What has wounded your soul? Today with Katie, discover the healing power of God for your life. Katie was once broken, oppressed, in bondage to a life of mental and physical pain, until God gave her a new life and powerful messages of how you can heal your wounded soul. Now, here is Katie to begin today's program. Hi, this is Katie Souza. Welcome to Healing Your Soul, Real Keys to the Miraculous. On today's show, I'm going to teach you about a specific sin that allows a certain demonic king to attack your physical body. It's a sin of rebellion, and the king is the king of Babylon. Babylon's first king was Nimrod, and his name means rebellion. I've had to deal with this king many, many times because I've had massive rebellion in my life. When I was on the streets, I was a drug addict, I was a meth cook, a dope dealer, I did collections, I robbed people at gunpoint, and I was involved in high-speed chases. That's a lot of rebellion. And I didn't just rebel against the police and the laws of the land, I was also rebelling against God and His purposes for my life. Well, all those sins of rebellion ended up wounding my soul, then allowing the king of Babylon to bring all kinds of pain, disease, and sickness on my body. I suffered for years with chronic back pain, chronic throat and nose issues. I was constantly barraged with all kinds of physical issues, and I would fast and I would pray, but with no results. But when God showed me that my rebellion was the root cause of my sickness, I did the same steps to getting healed in my soul that I've been teaching you throughout all these programs. And suddenly, I experienced one miracle breakthrough after the other. You might not have been a drug dealer or robbed people at gunpoint, but all of us have rebelled in some way. Maybe you rebelled against your parents or your spouse or your boss or maybe even your past. Extraction process. Not make a storm that stopped him from his destiny. So while everybody else is running around the boat, ah, 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 he's at the boat. Because he understood his purpose. And when you understand your purpose, turbulence doesn't upset you. They woke him up. Care thou not that we perish? 
He woke up and said, peace be still, and then looked at them old ye of little faith. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You see that? I was, we were going to get there anyway. But since you woke me up with this problem, let me use this problem as an opportunity to teach you a truth that I didn't even need to do. You see it as a storm. I see it as a teaching opportunity. You don't see the harvest in your life, but there is a harvest. One of the things I'm enjoying about getting older is working with younger pastors and preachers. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it most of the time. <laughs> there are some things I want to hang with Y'all worse than the members. <laughs> Uh, when preachers got problems, they're like real problems. But the young preachers have problems, and they call you with problems that are really not problems. They're, they're just part of the job. But the young person doesn't know it's not a problem, so they're all hysterical about stuff. And I say, you shouldn't even respond to that. Don't even, don't even say anything back to that. You know? Uh, she, and she's leaving. And she's the only one with the keyboard. You know, just let her go. Perspective. Seasoned by experience, you begin to understand what not to worry about. You begin to understand what's, what not to worry about so that you can put your efforts into that that is productive and not to energize your enemies by focusing on them and what they are trying to do. Because if you are blessed and I am not, you are bigger than me. And if I get, if you start speaking to my hateful self and addressing what I'm trying to do, you give life to me and make me bigger by focusing on me. You need to totally ignore what I'm doing and keep on doing what God called you to do. Because whatever you put your attention on, you give life to. If I stop and address you right now, if I stop right in the middle of I didn't know you were here. So glad to see you. Everybody in here is going to want to know who are you. I made you important the moment I gave you attention. Whatever you give attention to, you make important. You want to kill it? Ignore it. And he answered them, not a worker. My wife, we, we get someplace and we're dealing with something that she's so bad about it, it's terrible. Because they'll say something that requires a response. And, and, and she'll know that they're, you know, uh, not a part of our destiny. And so they'll say, and, and so what do you have to say? And she goes, and when we first got married, I didn't catch on, so I covered for her. I said, Serena, he said, and she goes, I have learned over the years that when she says nothing, just, just, just let the silence settle. Don't, 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 don't try to fix it. See, I'm always trying to fix something. Don't fix it. Just leave it right where she left it. 
There's some things you don't invest in because they are not prudent to your destiny and your purpose and you disregard them totally. Jesus told them the harvest was white. That would be like, now if it was obvious, he wouldn't have had to say it. So their perception is blocking them from seeing something. If I stand up and tell you, I'm a black man. I have an important announcement to make. Bring all the press. I want a press conference. I want to make a statement. What's your statement? This is just, I'm a black man. You never announce the obvious. So when Jesus says the harvest is white, obviously it didn't look white to them or he wouldn't have needed to say it. The very fact that he needed to say it is that, oh, God, I can't wait to tell you this. Harvest doesn't look like harvest. Success does not feel successful. Hear me, please. Success does not feel successful. Rich don't feel rich. Up don't feel up. Got it good don't feel like got it good. A good marriage doesn't feel like a good marriage. A great kid doesn't feel like a great kid. You know, you know the kid is great in retrospect. You look back at it and you say, wow, it's a great kid. You look back at the marriage and say, oh, that's a wonderful marriage. Sometimes your focus goes to the problem. The harvest could be white and not look white. Most people don't know what they got till they lose it. You think that if you could finally get to whatever it is you're finally trying to get to, you're going to feel a certain kind of way. I got a news flash for you. You will not feel the way you think you're going to feel. It will not change anything because every level is going to bring a new devil and a new set of problems and a new situation. And so, in fact, you could be there and not know it. Somebody has to come along and tell you you're there. And for me, it's generally my enemies. I thank God for them because I didn't know who I was until they attacked me on that level and then their attack made me understand I am somebody. I must be. They didn't. Glory to God. Glory to God. Tap your neighbor and say your harvest is white. Your harvest is white. Your harvest is white and you don't see it. Your harvest is white and you don't see it. Remember when you were younger? And you had your youth and your energy and your strength. You didn't know it. When you have it, it doesn't feel like you have it. Your harvest is white. Your perception is off. The woman you got is a better woman than you think she is. The man you got is a better man than you think it is. This time in your life is a better time in your life than you think it is. The harvest may not look white, but it is white. Let's not. God, hallelujah. Help me, help me, help me, help me! 
Jesus says to harvest is white, it means that these are the best years of your life and you're missing it. You're feeling, you're moving, you're walking, you're talking. There's somebody who wish they could come to church. There's somebody who wish they did have a computer. There's somebody who wish they could understand what I'm saying. And there you are, so focused on the normal problems of having anything that you don't understand. This is a white harvest. Glory to God. This is a great opportunity. Oh, glory to God. Your harvest is white. Your harvest. Oh, my harvest ain't white. I just lost my house. Good. It's a chance to recalibrate, reposition yourself, move to another neighborhood. Your harvest is Your harvest is white. Don't miss it. Don't waste it. Focus it on the negative. Look at the positive and focus on the positive. Your harvest is white. I can't get off that point. God wants somebody to get it in your spirit. Your harvest is white. The greatest business opportunities are done in a crisis, in the middle of a famine, in the middle of an economic turndown. The greatest turning points are made. And so the greatest friendships are born out of crisis. Lifetime allegiances. Lovers meet in dark places. It's not when everything's great and everything's going well. God orders your steps in the chaos, in the storm, in the crisis, in the dilemma. That's when you find out who's really with you and who's really not with you. Y'all not going to talk to me. Glory to God. Slap somebody and say, your harvest is white. I almost wish you could really slap them. I mean, just pat them. But deep down, I wish you could slap some folks who are sitting up there missing the opportunity of a lifetime. You don't even understand what you've got. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. God will always invest in his purpose. And when you line up with his purpose, he'll give you time to do his purpose. If God, the grave cannot praise you. God said, if you're going to praise me, I'll add more years to your life. That's time. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. God said, if you get in my purpose, I will make your enemies your footstool. People who hated you will turn around and help you get it done because you're working for me. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Glory to God. God will give you money. It is God that gives us the power to get wealth that we might accomplish his purpose. A harvest starts with a small seed. If he showed the orchard, everybody would snatch it. So he'll hide it in a seed. If you be faithful... For your gift of any size, you will receive this stirring message, These Are They, on CD from the series Seeds of Greatness. There's a king in you. There's a victory in you. As soon as you find your call, you'll unlock your king. And when your gift is $65 or more, you'll receive Bishop's series Seeds of Greatness on four DVDs. If you take good seed and you plant it in good ground, it's only a matter of time before a harvest breaks out. However, when your gift of $120 or more will also include seeds for good soil, encouraging words from Bishop Hart York, as well as Bishop's timeless book, 64 Lessons for Life Without Limits. 
plant the seeds of God's word today, and your harvest will be on its way. As soon as you perceive your situation correctly, your circumstances are going to change. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. When I told you to say the harvest is white, you should have been looking at your life, your house, your finances, your business, your mind, your gifts. You ought to just say the harvest is white. 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 It's not supposed to be obvious. If it were obvious, it wouldn't even be here. If you were not walking by sight, we're walking by faith. Now, when I say, say the harvest is white, shout it out. The harvest is white. <laughs> the reason I told you success doesn't feel successful is because it doesn't. Because when you don't have it and you look at it, it looks like it's seamless with no problems. And then when you get it, it's got all kinds of problems, so you think this must not be it. When you're raising a good kid, you don't know you're raising a good kid until you see that other kid. <laughs> and then you say, you're doing good. Watch out for that. Mentored by failures will never get you to success. You'll never get there. You cannot be mentored by somebody who didn't get there because they really can't direct you where they haven't been. You see what I'm saying to you? You see what I'm saying? Can't nobody take you where they haven't been. When I was a young man, there was an older man who was trying to mentor me, who was a great man, who was a great preacher, but when I looked at his life and I looked at his circumstances, situation, I walked away. I walked away. Nobody understood why I walked away. Some still don't understand why I walked away. I walked away because I didn't like the, what the end looked like. You cannot take me where you have not been. I looked up. His situation was no better than mine. He was struggling just like I was struggling. He needed the same stuff I was needing. How can the blind lead the blind? Let's say both fall into the ditch. I don't mind being blind if you can see, but if my seeing eye dog has gone blind, I might as well drop it off. Ain't no need to me feed no dog that can't see. I'm blind and the dog's blind. The dog is running out in traffic and I'm going out. You cannot be led by the blind. You cannot be mentored by people who are trying to take you where they have not been themselves. I was telling a young man, I said, young man, you are right about what you say, but you have not earned the right to be heard. He said, what do you mean? I said, you are right in what you're thinking, but you have not earned the right to be heard. When, you, when the word has been proven by your accomplishments 
you have earned the right to be heard. Right now, you have just earned the right to think. If you get up and say it, they'll call it heresy. If I get up and say it, they'll call it revelation. It's the same statement, but you have not earned the right to be heard. After you suffered, after you've endured, after you've cried, after you've labored, people will respect you because you survived something. If they don't see you suffer, they won't respect you. But when you see somebody who's been kicked and pushed and shoved and they still get back up again, they earn the right to be heard. It's not about getting big members and big crowds and big stuff and nice suits and fine clothes. That don't make you a preacher. That don't make you nothing. It's about being lied on, suffered, did without food, done without shelter, stood in the storm, stood in the rain, said, though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. When you come up from there, then... Can I go a little bit deeper? 
You've been mentored by failures. You've been trained by people who aren't going anywhere. When you're trained by people who aren't going anywhere, they train you to be reckless with time, irresponsible with money, not, not comprehensive about your relationship. Your time, your money, your relationships are your greatest gifts from God. God gives you time. He gives you money. He gives you relationships to accomplish his purpose in the earth. Are you understand? God will make folk like you to accomplish his purpose in the earth. He'll give you time to get it done. He'll give you money to get it done. He'll give you relationships to get it done because God will always invest in his purpose. And when you line up with his purpose, he'll give you time to do his purpose. If God the grave cannot praise you, God said, if you're going to praise me, I'll add more years to your life. That's time. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. God said, if you get in my purpose, I will make your enemies your footstool. People who hated you will turn around and help you get it done because you're working for me. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Glory to God. God will give you money. It is God that gives us the power to get wealth that we might accomplish his purpose. Some of your, your teachers are madmen. Your teachers are madmen. Sitting up doing your hair, telling you what you ought to be doing. What you going over to that church? Look at the person teaching you. You will go no further than the person leading you. Which brings me to my final plate. Ruth came. You know I wind up at Ruth. Ruth came to Bethlehem at the time of the harvest. She did not come until harvest time. Glory to God. You couldn't have gotten here sooner. You wasn't ready, and it wasn't ready. The ready woman comes to the ready place at the ready time so that things can begin to happen. Glory to God. I told you the harvest is white. What you got to understand is that the harvest is ready, and now you're ready. If God would have given you the harvest any sooner, you would have messed it up. But after you went through everything you went through, you are now ready to receive. I feel a running spirit in this place. Block somebody and say, I'm ready now. I've already been a fool. I've already made bad decisions. I've already been crazy. I've already made mistakes. I'm finally ready now to come into the fullness of what God has for me. I will live on purpose. We have been laboring over this subject because I believe it is provocative, it is profound, and it is necessary. Living on purpose is what life is all about. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, but you can't have abundant life if you miss your purpose. I wrote a book about this. I think it's important for you to have it because I see so many people existing that they're not really living. The book is called Destiny. Just ask for it anywhere. It looks like this. It will take you on a tour guide step by step, guiding you into your purpose. Destiny steps. Make the first step. Pick up the phone. Download the book or go to the store and let you and I study over the next few weeks on destiny. God bless. I'm sorry, we're gonna have to let you go.
One of the nation's most sought-after faith leaders, and quite possibly the smartest, Bishop James has done it again. It's the book we've all been waiting for. New York Times best-selling author T.D. Jakes gives readers the inspiring push they need to say yes to destiny. There he is. What I needed to hear and what everybody needs to hear. Although you've been told no, feel no story. Not to sit and be complacent. Instinct is what drives you, but destiny is what draws you. An insightful follow-up to his number one bestseller, Instinct. Destiny shares secrets to fully engaging your purpose. Like a whole load lifted off my back because now I know I've walked in my purpose. Your destiny is yours. Have you been doing what you had to do while missing what you were created to do? Destiny is written to connect what's in you with the purpose that awaits you. The first action step requires faith. Order Destiny today. Everywhere books are sold. Destiny awaits you. Will you take the first step? People are trying to get their arms around this live on purpose. Because if you don't live on purpose, you are wasting time. Live on purpose. Or waste your time. Going around and around stuff that has nothing to do with your destiny. With Dr. Charles Stanley, you'll learn how to apply godly wisdom to your daily life. If I want to know what the wise thing to do is, I'm going to get in the Word of God and see how did God work in the past when his servants were in situations similar in some way or the other to what I'm going through in life, whatever storm I may be facing. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, Saturdays and Sundays, right here on Daystock. Did you know that we're the most blessed generations ever lived on this planet? God is revealing to this generation what no other generation has ever understood about the end time. I'm Charles Capps, inviting you to join me for the Concepts of Faith broadcast.
give out more of ourselves to you, Lord God, that you will have your perfect will and your way within our lives throughout this day. Father God, we thank you for waking us up this morning, for giving us the activity of our limbs, for giving our sight to our eyes, Lord God, giving us listening ears to hear the words that will be shared, Lord, on this call. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to anoint us right now to a fresh, Lord God, to do the wills and the charge that you have given us to do. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for keeping us as we slept, Lord God. We thank you that you are not didn't allow our beds to be our bed of rest, Lord God, that would take us into uh, from this world into eternal rest. But Father God, you have woke us up to do a mighty work before you, Lord God. For that charge, Lord God, to have, Lord God, we want to praise your holy name. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord God, for just keeping our families safe, Lord God, even as they slept and they slumber, Lord God. You allowed them to see another day. You allowed our family circle to stay intact. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord God, for healing us up for every manner of sickness and disease or anything that is coming against us, the devil tried to come against us, Lord God. You caused the healing. So, Father God, we want to thank you. So, we know that you are that balm in Gilead, Lord. God. You're the one who able to heal us of all manners of sickness and disease. Father God, you are able to turn situations around and make them new, Lord God. Even when the doctor said no, Lord God, you said yes. Even when the creditor said no, Lord God, you said yes. We want to thank you for what you've done and what you're doing in our lives. Father God, we just come seeking you for your will and your way, Lord God. We're striving for excellency within your kingdom, Lord God. So we know that your kingdom is established in holiness and truth and in peace and, and love and mercy and kind kindness. And Father God, we just striving to do that which you have called us to do. So Father God, we ask that your Holy Spirit would anoint us afresh right now, Lord God, to do that, Lord God, to, to edify your name and glorify your name, to pray in the Spirit, to worship in the Spirit, to commune in the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit, to live in the Spirit, and not by our own sight, but by the sight. Words that you have printed in the words word that we have come to know, which is changed in the Bible. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord God, for Sam, Lord God, for blessing us with this man of God. Break the bread of life with us each and every day, Lord God. He come with reading. He come with prophecies that you give him, Lord God, for each and every last one of us. And we trust your will and your way that you have, that you place, that he tells us each and every day. Father, as we go on this day, Father God, we ask you to bind up the attack of the enemy. Anything that will try to hinder us or impede us from doing your will and worshiping your holy name, Lord God, we cast it down in the name of Jesus, Lord God. For you have given us power on high, Father. God. For Jesus said even when he got ready to die, that even greater things that man will be able to do than what he has done, because the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost has given us power, Lord God. We can lay hands on the sick. We can pray for those who are in need or distressed and despaired, Lord God, and they shall be, they shall live. Father God, we just thank you for your word, Lord God. Your word is true and is everlasting, Lord God. Your word will not fail. Anything that we pray for, we ask for and believe and have faith in the name of Jesus, Lord God. You're going to give it to us, Lord God. Even when others try to shut the doors in our face, Lord God, you're going to open them wide open. Father God, they, you're going to open up doors that no man can shut. Father God, we just ask you to be with all the children that will go to school today, that they will open up their ears and their minds and their hearts and learn what is being taught to them, Lord God, so that they can become productive people, Lord God, within this society.
God, you, Lord God, that they will become God-fearing people. And more than that, Lord God, that they will learn to seek your will and your way, Lord God, that their hearts will be turned over to you. Father God, I want to thank you for the young lady that prayed yesterday, Lord God, even in her prayers that she was learning how to pray, Lord God, and Sam and others instructed her. Father God, we pray that there will become a daily task of hers, a daily feature of hers, coming to praise and reverence your name, seeking you for the will and way for her life, that she will be covered from the hands of us on her head to the sole of our feet, and that anything that she asks, Lord God, it will be given to her. We want to thank you for even more, Lord God, for the young lady who, who has been on this call for many a day and many a year, Lord God. We ask you to continue to keep her hands to the gospel plow, Lord God, and let her continue to train upon a good soil and press toward the mark of a higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Father God, we want to thank you for that you kept our families, our mothers, and our fathers, Lord God. Even in their sickness, Lord God, you have raised them up and turned it around. When we thought things wasn't going to go that way, Lord God, you said, oh, yes. We spoke life. We speak life. And we speak it more abundantly. So the word teaches us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And for that, Lord God, we shall live and not die. We give glory and praise and honor to you, Lord God, for giving your only begotten son to who, the one who came to know this world, Lord God, to be the rightful king of this world. For he has been anointed to, to, to rule over this earth and over mankind, Lord God. For he took on the form of man, Lord God. And for that, Lord God, he he took on the suffering, Lord God, and he took it to Calvary's cross, and he had defeated the, defeated the devil, and he defeated the enemy right there at Calvary's cross on our behalf, and he was raised from the grave with our power in his head, and we want to say thank you. So, Father God, we just lift up those right now, even those who are not saved, Lord God, that they would develop, develop a zeal to seek you, Lord God, seek you first in your kingdom and your righteousness and all the things that they desire in even we who are pressing toward the mark of higher calling, anything we desire will be added to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Father God, we ask you to cover us as we go on our way, Lord God. So we know that we cannot do anything without you, but with you we can do all things and through Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, Brother Richardson, and amen. Amen, brother. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Well. Hey. <laughs> she said, hey, is that where you from? Yes, sir. Oh, you sir, have to, I'm not sir. an oldest, Sam. You don't have to call, call me, sir. I'm not oldest, Sam. <laughs> Oh, you joke? <laughs> oh, the Richardson got joke. No, it's not jokes. It's a blessing, Sam, to be your, your golden age. Let me put the phone on mute real quick for what I'm about to say. <laughs> oh, I won't make the golden age right now. Although the birthday is rapidly approaching, but it won't be the golden. <laughs> But I'm I'm pressing towards that mark one day. <laughs> just not yet. Yeah. Just yeah. not today. All right. Just not yet. Just not yet. All right. 
be not rushed. Be not rushed. Not at all. <laughs> I want to take my time. I'm going to be like a baby. I didn't even learn how to stand up yet. Yeah. I'm rooting. I'm not even falling. I'm rooting. Mm. Ain't going to comment right now. I got all lovely things to say, but I'll be quiet. Oh, I love it. I love it. You learned how to find your tongue. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> oh. That's worse than, than Maria Ivy said delete. Yes, 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 Father. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, 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 Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, 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 Father. Sharadike, Sharakoko, Sharadike, Sharakoko, Sharadike, Sharakoko, Sharadik, Sharakanda, Sharakoko, Sharakiki, Harambron, Dirko, Seshi, Dirko, Braka, Hardok, Kumbe, Shirkan, Deke, Shirko, Batash, Kande, De, Yarakomba, Harambrode, Sharabrode, Sharabrode, Sharabroko, Seriki, Yes, Yes, Yes. Thank you, Lord, Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Yes. Hanyeroko seke, Sheroko saka, Hayeroko sete, Sheroko saka, and de Sherekande de Casaco, Rombaka, Se, Sheroko Sande, Harambrand de Gose, Shede de Gose, De, Sheroko Slandrand de Gose, De, Harambrand de Gose, She, Sheroko Sarada, De Gose, Sarade, De Gande de Gose, De, Harande de Gande de Gande de Gande de Gande de Gande de Gande de Gose, De, Sheroko Sanda. Para brother she should go say she go she go say 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 Yes, thank you, Father. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, God. Yes, I praise your name. Yes, Father, I glorify you. Yes, give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Today, Wednesday, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
body of Christ is so jacked up, which I've been saying this for the longest, and it's in disarray because we are not, because our leaders are being worshipped. We forget that this is God's thing. We are called by God. We are given the anointing by God, and we are given our assignment by God. And we are not to be, you know, worshiping people. And so in that, we have to connect with God and really learn how to pray, you know, petition God to learn how to pray and read his word for ourselves. Because, you know, if we don't do that, anybody can come and tell us any old raggedy thing. And we don't know because we don't know what it says. But we are depending upon our leaders to do everything, to pray for us, to intercede for us, to read our word for us, to interpret the word for us, to go out. We're depending on them for everything. Every little thing that happens, we got to call our leaders. And half the time, the leaders ain't even right. So we're depending, you know, we're letting these folks, you know, um, you know, we're we're basing what we do with our children upon what they say, our finances, our spouses, our job, you know, everything. Because Pastor said this, Pastor said that, Elder So and so said this, Bishop So and so official so and so is worrying about what's in their collection plate. He he you know, we we can lose we can lose focus in our leaders, especially once that 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 uh member worship thing comes in, you know, they forget, um, they, um, you know, can lose sight of the purpose, you know, what the real purpose and all this is. So then you got wrong leading wrong and the blind leading the blind. And that's just, that's kind of where we are, you know? And so, that's something, and Sam knows how I feel about a whole lot of things because he's known me my whole life and I ain't never made a speech of it. And that's one of the things, you know, that I've always said is that we must, we, as, you know, members of the body of Christ, have to read for ourselves, study for ourselves, um, you know, pray for God's wisdom to reside in our own bellies and in our own spirit and stop you know, learn how to pray for ourselves, you know, so with every little thing, you know, uh, that happens, we don't have to call somebody. I mean, there's nothing wrong with uh, calling to get prayer, you know, because I'm going to call Sam and get my prayer out there. If I had your number, I'd be calling you too. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you get to the point where you're in so much pain and you so down trying, you can't even pray for yourself and you need to call somebody. It's not that. But, you know, for every teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny little thing, because especially people are, you know, who are leaders, people are going to be coming to you. <laughs> and sometimes it's going to be an emergency. Sometimes they need a right now moment. And what you're going to say, hold on, let me call elders, <laughs> let me call apostles, let me call pastors. And by the time you can call somebody else because you're not where you're supposed to be, that person jumps off the bridge messing around with you. So if we're going to give God our yes and accept our calling and accept our responsibility, then there's some steps that we have to take and we have to keep, you know, um, stop, you know, drawing and pulling all the blood out of our leaders, A, and then B, revering human beings, uh, flesh people things like they are God. And remember that, you know, what God has taught us to do and have faith and trust 
in our assignment and what God has called us to do individually because we are all sons and daughters. Amen. Amen. And, and I and I agree with you because so many people have elevated the, the leaders to, uh, to the level of deity and and, yes. and, 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 and and forgetting that God gave us all power, all yes. power, to pray, we could lay hands on ourselves. We could we could we could speak to the situation through the power that is given on us, given on from high to us ourselves. We can. Mm-hmm. And yes. the word yes. I tell you tells us to um, study to show thyself approved by workmen who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So when you right. study that word each and every day, or how often in you times you do it, you pray for God for wisdom and understanding. He's the one who gives the increase. He's the one who right. gives us the power. He wants to right. give us the understanding and the knowledge. I don't need um, my pastor, Reverend White, to lay hands on me. When I can get a bottle of oil and pray over it and bless it and, 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 and ask the Lord to anoint it myself, and I can anoint myself, and I can pray, and I can be healed, I can be delivered, even though the things don't don't turn out the way I desire to be, but accept it in God's will and God's time. Right. Yeah. I don't need the pastor to pay for me for a job. <laughs> you know, my dad had been in the hospital the last of July, and he got out about a week. Now it's been two weeks. Do you know, and my father's associate pastor of this church, been there ever since he's been back in Alabama. We've been out in Alabama. And uh, so we talking about over 40 years. Mm. This man has been here for about 20-plus-some years. But the mm. thing is, do you know he did, has not, as the shepherd of that church, of that flock, mm. has not picked up the phone call, phone and called him to see how he was doing, did not come oh. out and visit with him or any of those mm. things. But being my mm-hmm. dad said, he said, you know what, I'm better off that they didn't wow. come because they probably would mm-hmm. add more problems to me than I already had. Right. He said, I'm right. not worried about right. who come or who call or who do or who don't. I'm just worried mm-hmm. about where my faith is. And that's true. That's true. Because God, you know, God will block people who are not supposed to be around you or who will contaminate you. He'll block that. He will block that. I am, I am so of the opinion. I'm, I'm, I am so of, of the opinion those who don't, who are not around me, whenever these things go on in my life, it's because God didn't want them there because he knows they'll be working against the His will. Mm-hmm. And what he's trying to do in my life. So I don't worry about that, you know. Right. And that's what we got to get to. We got to get to the point, well, just like we on this call every day. Are you getting up for your ministerial leadership thing or I'm on my morning prayer call or whatever time we're mm-hmm. on the call? When we're fellowshipping together, we're fellowshipping, mm-hmm. I truly believe, out of love and out of desire, and because that's what God has ordained and has appointed for us to do. Indeed. People who, I ain't never laid eyes on you, but I said as though I know you. I know you through Indeed. the Spirit. Yes. Like the word right. that you try the Spirit by the Spirit. <laughs> so these like spirits are coming together. Yes. I do know Erica and Maria and, 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 and Sam, 
because we mm-hmm. we went to school together. But then okay. again, and but when we when we was in the flesh together, we weren't at this point. But now that we are in the spirit, we are mm-hmm. so together. And it, it look mm. like God, like you said, what, what God has joined together, no man can put asunder. Now, that mm. is true unity. Mm. True mm. unity. And mm. I had seen Sam yeah. Gorgeous' face. <laughs> I had seen Sam Gorgeous' face <laughs> in over 20-plus years. Sam, I wouldn't make it laugh, but laughter of it, not like your face ain't gorgeous. <laughs> but anyway, I had seen him in over 20-plus years, but I was Spirits are so entwined in seeking Mm -hmm. to please God, so that Mm -hmm. makes it right. Mm -hmm. Because we are, Mm -hmm. we are where we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be in Chicago, I'm supposed to be in Alabama. Mm -hmm. But we're connecting, thank God, via telephone Mm. or or whatever. Mm. Hmm. So true. Yeah. So, so I, true I, I, I mm-hmm. seek God first. Right. Okay. And I don't ever find no man. Right. I'm telling you. I'm going to clock in. I'll be right back. Carly, you okay? You talking about me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I am good. Okay. That moment when you know you have $45 and you have no idea where it is. That moment when you have what? I said that moment when you have $45 and you have no idea mm. where it is. Uh, don't let me get close to it because I help y'all with having no idea where it is. So you're going to help me to be more responsible? Mm-hmm. <laughs> However you want to deal. help you be more responsible. Mm-hmm. However you want to label it. Might a piece and you took out the freezer was the wrong one, honey. This is people for the fundraiser. <laughs> the school's piece. That's right. Oh my gosh. Is that your daughter? Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Why you say that? She sounds old. Proper and old. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's what she got. My voice. You know what? Girl. Yeah, she does. <laughs> oh, boy. Guess I can get the list and get started on the list. What time is it? 730? All right. Give me a minute. 
Ah! <laughs> 
I got Edian or Joanna Ward, hundred ago say she she headed to go son, rounded go say she shaded go surrounded go say she shaded go randaka, hurabraka, shakara. The move family, her should go say she to 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 go son and go say, hundred ago say she to go horada, sakara. The Tolan family, hundred ago say she to go 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 saraka, hundred ago say she to go say she to go say she to go sakara. And just read on family. Her shirakos are rando koseke. Her redigo shishandarakos are dash. The gosse, she 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 the gosse, Italian family. Hundred gosse, she the gosse, she the granda. Hundred gosse, she the gosse, she the granda, gosaraganda. Robraca, sarakada. Al Bailey. Her she the gosse, 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 she the gosandaka. Hundred gosse, she the gosaka, sakara. Teresa Crosby, she 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 to go say she she to go say she to go say she to go sa, her she she to go say she to go say that I got it to go sa, sakara. Kristen Hardy, hundred to go say she 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 to go da, hundred to go say she to go sa, sakara. Deidre Brown, humble go she to go say she to go say that I go say she to go say she to go say she and Randa to go say she to go say she to Randa to go say she to go Randa ka, sakara. Community service. Her she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say. Her she to go say she to go saraga sakara. Droopy hundred to go say she 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 to go say saraga sakara. Nancy bro hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go radaga sakara. Yolanda Smith four hundred to go say she to go hundred to go say she to radaga sakara. Keisha, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go rasa sakara. Morgan McMillan, the family, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go rasa sakara. Manuel Rosa, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go sakara. K, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go saraka sakara. Henry Otis Pitts, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go saraka sakara. Jesse Wells, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go rasa. Barbara Allen, 
Mike Bradley Hernandez, hundred go say shit go say shit go rasa, sakara. Keith Powell Jr., hundred go say shit go say shit go saraka, sakara. Sarah Thompson, hundred go say shit go say shit go say shit go rasa, sakara. Kayla Boylan, hundred go say shit go say shit go say shit go rasa, sakara. Benjamin Benfield, hundred go say shit go say shit go say shit go rasa, sakara. Lyle and Anthony, 100 go say shit, go say shit, go say shit, go rasa, sakara. Courtney Kyle and Brandon, 100 go say shit, go say shit, go say shit, go rasa, sakara. Nick Brandon, Holly Samantha, 100 go say shit, go say shit, go say shit, go rasa, sakara. 
Reggie's friend Didi, 100 to go see, she to go see, she to go rasta. Sakara. Marissa DeMarcus and Maya, 100 to go see, she to go see, she to go see, she to go rasta. Sakara. AJM founder Raheem Powell, April Morris, Capri Cook, Kiara Shaw, Victor, Brianna Luigi, and Naya, Tyler, and Jasmine, Devon, Amber, Brianna, Teresa, Makai, and Ozias. Alright, last list. Did it wrap you? Should it go say, 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 should it go say,
All right, I'm about to switch phones. Anybody want to do any other list while I'm off? You can. All, um, only one's been done is unsaved, so we got all the rest of them to be done. Hey, what's Praise the Lord, everybody. Hello. Sam, what's left of the list?
Sam, what's left in the list? Good morning.
So, anybody else? All right, I'm finished listening. The season hostage, the Koran, the Gostation, the Koran, the Gandrashi, the Gostation, the Gostation, the Gostation, the Koran, the Gostation, the Gostation, the Gostation, the Koran, the Gostation, the Gostation, the Koran, the Gostation, the Gostation, the Gostation, the I'm taking shot in uh, deceased Missionaries, <laughs> President, missionaries, congregations, and churches. Um, some say, stick and shut in, seats and hospice, pressure to ministers in the families. For a bullshit association, for a session of the Randall Gustafasha, for a bullshit association, for a certain Randall Gustafasha, for a bullshit association, for a session of the Randall um, what else is there? A 
I can't even think of one now. Um, that might be everything I can think of. Um, I think that's all of this. So I can't mind not all the others. You need to stop. Alright, well, um, I'm driving. It'll be a minute, parking. Read the book. So, anybody got anything? Be my guest. If not, I don't know what to say.
Hello? Hello? Good morning. This author?
Hello. Good morning. Hello.
Hello? Hello? Anybody here? Hello?
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.